All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music TV. I am, of course, your host, B. Vaughn, and man, today we got my man, hip-hop and R&B artist, Kid Iso. Brother. What's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank man. You glad that you on. Glad you could be here, brother. Glad you could be here. So let's jump right into it. So how did you get started, man? Just give us the, the background history of how you got started in this whole music thing. Well, um, it started first uh, when I was a younger kid going to church. Um, so my mom was made sure me and my sister were always at church. We were always going. And um, I joined the choir there when I was when I was very young. Um, and so, you know, singing, you know, all the time. Uh, my my father is actually a DJ and my mom is a poet. So from both sides, okay. I kind of got, you know, a lot of artistic talents. Um, and with my dad being a DJ, uh, that's really where I kind of fell in love with hip hop. Um, and so from there, you know, um, I kept going. Uh, I think that the first time I was really in the studio rapping, I was a ghost. Um, and basically, um, he used to freestyle all the time, always say, hey, let's throw in some beats, let's, let's make some stuff. Uh, and he would freestyle and we went to the studio one time, kind of just on a whim. Uh, and I wrote some stuff down, he threw some beats in and we kind of made magic. And from there on, I really fell in love with that process of studio making making music with with friends collabing uh and you know working with your team to to make great great uh great music um so that's where it started i think through college i really um got better as an artist really improved met more people uh grew the circle a lot more so so far that we could have a really good um circle around me and then we could continue to create music and that that's what we do to this day yeah, man, that's what's up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I know it must have been an experience growing up with a mom who's a poet and a dad who's a, who's a DJ. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I can imagine that in that type of environment. Uh, you know, maybe your dad was over there scratching, your mom was over there <laughs> rapping. I mean, who knows? But, you know, I guess yeah. seeing that from a day-to-day -day basis kind of has some inspiration, you know, for you to, to step into this world. 100%, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So... So talk about the, the, the Chicago, right? You're based out of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So kind of talk out about Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Kind of talk about that uh that environment and the musical landscape and how the musical landscape in Chicago kind of influences, you know, your music today. Uh so I guess uh as far as like sonically, um Chicago always had a, a gritty kind of uh kind of sound. Uh and then with like the beginning of you know, Chicago drill music, you had the Chief Keats, you had all those guys. Uh, that's only what you really heard out of Chicago. But then with Chance, I feel like that was different. There was a different sound. There was a lot more people who did different things, who were singing a lot more, involved a lot of gospel into it as well. Just a lot of different sounding, a lot of jazz, um, soulful kind of hip hop, bringing that a little bit back. So I feel like that's kind of more where I uh, kind of with sway was swaying a little bit more uh, was just that that aspect of it um, and so I, I feel like inf my influence my Chicago influence 
was just people like a Chance the Rapper, uh, like a, a Mick Jenkins, who kind of just were like, hey, we have our own sound. It may not be the popular sound of Chicago, but we mm. have our own sound and we're really going to take this to the next level. And um, I, I feel like that that's really what um, what I, I bring to the table was just something different to like offset a lot of the, the, the same kind of sounding music uh, in Chicago. Um, and then as far as, um, you know, the message of my music, I feel like you hear a lot of what's going on in Chicago and how it's how I see it through my eyes. Mm. Um, and, I, and I've always felt like that way. You know, I, I understand every part of really the Chicago struggle. I lived on the South side, so I understand that side. I lived on more of the North side. I understand that side too. I kind of see it through a lot of different eyes. So when I'm, you know, my messaging through my music is honestly just that seeing my city through my eyes, which is uh, just a vantage point of seeing how this person can be so different from this person on this this block. And um, I think that's why um, I'm, a, I'm a bit unique because I can just talk about so much different things of Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, that that's I, I think that's really how uh, mm. Chicago really influenced me. Uh, okay. is, is really just the the great people before, of course, but also the people now. Uh, I think people in my friend group and and even people who are uh, are still on that underground level, we all kind of inspire each other. Um, we all have different sounds, but at the same time, we can all collab and. Uh, the, I think the the important thing now in music is really just having, um, being able to do so many different things. Um, and I feel like that's what you can get right now in Chicago. You're not just going to get the same thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because you got some, you got heavyweights in Chicago. I mean, we got, of course, Kanye, mm -hmm. Common. Of course. Uh, you got your um, Chance the Rapper, of course. Mm -hmm. You got no, you have no ID who lives in Chicago. Right. And so I guess in the beginning, these were the guys who kind of set the foundation of what Chicago mm -hmm. music, you know, was 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 sounding like. And, you know, I guess kind of as you were stating, putting your own spin on what you kind of experienced in Chicago and communicating that through your through your music, because I could I know, you know, better than I do. But, man, I know Chicago would be going through some stuff. Like mm -hmm. I, Of course. You, know, you, yeah. you see it. On, you see it on the news every day, you know, and to be able mm -hmm. to kind of kind of reflect that through your music gives people a, a an awareness because I mean we all know the news doesn't really tell the full story right they exactly. only give you they only give you one side of the story kind of back early in the uh okay so I'm an old head so people will say I'm an old head right so because mm -hmm. I was born in a certain certain era but of course I remember when that was the same thing that was happening back with NWA right mm -hmm. you know there was a lot of uh, things going on in LA with street violence and you know gangs and all that stuff and the music was the way that they communicated what their environment was like to to the masses because trust me the news will give you a different perspective than what is reality actually in that community and so to be able to utilize your music to kind of paint that picture I think that's I mean I think that's a great way to you know to display your artistry 
And I feel like that's what hip hop is supposed to be. It's supposed to really be you speaking to your people and telling them, hey, I'm going through the same thing, but we can get through this together. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, from from the beginning of time, that's that's what it's been used for. You know, it's the uh, the poetry of the people, you know, of the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I feel like it's just important. And if you are going to be an artist, you, you have a, a responsibility to really show what's going on in your side of the world, to, to show the world through your eyes. That's mm. what you are supposed to do as, a, as an artist. Um, and when you break that down to music, that, that's what you're supposed to, to, uh, to do in your music is speak about when I And um, honestly, I think that the best music really is the music that speaks truly from the heart and mm-hmm. is truly the music that you're you are experiencing you're writing you're putting down on paper you're putting into the studio you know um you can't get more realer than yourself you know mm. and speaking mm-hmm. to to the people who are like-minded just just like you or people who look like you people who are from your neighborhood or maybe people who are not but want to understand what's going on mm. in a different neck of the woods you know, I'm, I'm listening to you say that, and then I'm thinking about the the culture of music today. <clears throat> Excuse me. And man, I don't know if that's the kind of direction or the kind of vision that people have when it comes to their own music, right? I mean, you just talked about being able to connect people back to your music and to kind of give them a realistic perspective of what's going on, maybe in your own world through through music and you said that's a responsibility for for artists but so let me ask you this do you feel that if that if i want to make sure i phrase it the right way do you feel that responsibility is being mishandled today by artists out in the, oh, absolutely. In the music world absolutely um i feel that people are more concerned with the money and concerned with the fame than they are really with the the music and giving people quality music that they really feel you know i can listen to a lot of songs and it can sound great but if i don't feel it then i'm not gonna rock with it Mm -hmm. um and that's just important to really just deep dive into yourself and when you create you create really pure pure music, pure art. And I I feel like as though there are a lot of mainstream artists and a lot of just artists, period, who don't, who see past that are just like, well, this could be a check. And, um, you know, unfortunately, yeah, you can't get money from it. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. some people abuse that. But I mean, I think the more important part is really just being passionate and sharing your passion with the world. Mm. You know, that type of, of mindset that you're talking about is what leads to longevity within the music industry. And mm-hmm. I think that's why you see so many people kind of fizzle out so quick is because they're just in it for the money. You know, they come in and I can name a whole bunch of artists that came in real quick, got their bread 
or you know today's you know ver uh, vernacular has got that bag right and so they got the bag and they out they were like, out i haven't i have yeah. not heard from them or seen them and i ain't going to name i'm not going to name cuz so a, a couple of shows ago i was i started to name drop stuff but uh you know, I'm all like, forget it. It's my show. I'll name, I'll name whoever I want to name, right? I mean, I'm just talking yeah. about, you know, like, like your little Uzi Verts, your little, um, man, I'm trying to think of the other dude. And, and so that's so crazy. The only reason I mentioned little Uzi Vert is because I, I actually remember him. But then you got the other dude who was uh, Lil Yachty. I think that's the other guy. But mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I would say in the context of people like him, not per se him specifically, but mm-hmm. because I don't know, I don't know any of them. I don't know their mindsets. The only thing I can go off of is what I see in the media, what is portrayed and kind of where they are now from where they started. Right. That's the only thing I, right. I have to compare it against. And I don't hear from any of them now. But I can say that about people back in the day. I don't hear from them yeah. anymore. I, like, when's the last time I, had, I got a Method Man album? And he's one of my favorite rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Now, Nas, Nas still been going heavy, so he kind of dropped an album lately. But I yeah. guess the whole thing is that people come in, they kind of get what they get, and then they're ghosts. They're out. But that's when you and the the people who really love it are, like you said, the people who have their longevity. And even if it may be not mainstream longevity, they're still mm-hmm. dropping music. They still have. They still cater to their fan base. Um, and I just think that's important. I feel like music without real passion and without real love behind it one you're gonna you're gonna hear it you're gonna know what it is and two it's not quality you know Mm -hmm. like anybody can easily go into the studio and give you 16 about nonsense and not live not care not even know any of the things they're talking about Mm -hmm. and it can be a hit but those real songs and real albums that we go back to it's you feel something when you listen to it because you're like Mm -hmm. oh this this person is really going through whatever they they're they they're talking about right now or they Mm -hmm. did go through this and you just feel it and those are the timeless classics you know like how many times have you heard a song that was hot for a summer was everywhere for a summer and then we never heard about it again because it didn't have that it didn't have that passion you know but those real those just like gems you know mm-hmm. when you're talking about like you, you brought up Nas when you're talking about the Illmatics and you're talking about um you know college dropouts and think mm-hmm. of acid raps so, like albums like that it's like wow those are always going to be legendary good kid mad city you mm-hmm. know those are always going to be legendary because you can hear the real passion and love behind what those people are doing and you can feel that this is really what they were living and feeling at the time right yeah trust me i I feel you on that that's why i love classic albums Mm -hmm. you know because because with music music conveys a certain type of emotion with it and Mm -hmm. it makes people feel certain things right so i'm sure if you heard this particular song you can kind of remember wow when this when i first heard this song this is what my life was at this time. And or yeah. maybe you hear a song and it connects to you personally. You know, you're like, oh, wow, I was going through that same thing. This particular artist is talking about. And I think music like that is what really stands the test of time and really creates, you know, a position of longevity for that for that artist. So, man, so I will say big kudos to you because I'm listening to you, listening what you say. And I can tell it's not something you're just 
you know, you're spewing is something that you really truly believe, you know, in your heart. And it comes through in your in your music. Yeah. Yep. You know, so you know, I'm kinda upset you ain't mentioned J. Cole and all that whole that whole no, I'm joking. Of course, J. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what I'm saying? Like like I always get get people on the whole J. Cole, Kendrick debate, but J. Cole is actually one of my favorite artists. I still love his twenty fourteen Forest Hill Drives album. And that album came 100%. out of course twenty fourteen. This is 2020, almost 2021, and I still mm -hmm. listen to the whole album all the way through. It's funny right. because like I'm not the hu the biggest J Cole fan, but I do enjoy that album. I like Born Sinner, and like mm -hmm. I think about it, and I'm like I like a bunch of albums of his. I guess I don't know why I'm not a huge fan, but you know. <laughs> no, I've I've <laughs> learned. Like I've, like. Yeah, I've learned with, with Cole is it's either you like him or you don't. There's not like mm -hmm. this, you know. It's like That's either true, you're a fan yeah. or you're not a fan. Like you're a Kendrick exactly. fan or you're not a Kendrick fan, or you are, uh, you know, a Chance the Rapper fan or you're not, or Childish Gambino right. or you're not, right? But, but yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that because how old are you? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I don't know if there's, like I said, I don't know a whole lot of twenty-three-year-olds, but I don't know if their mindset is like that. Now, uh, there's an artist that I used to manage. His mindset is like that. He really is about creating amazing music, music of quality, music that has a message to it. And I can tell that he portrays that mm -hmm. through, through his music. And so it's good to hear that there are people still within this uh, culture today that have that uh, stigma that they want to create great, great music. Yep. Thank you. Thank Man. you. Man, so 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but you you recently came out with an album. Yeah, about a month yeah. ago. It's called The Kid Grew Up. Yeah, so talk about that. So talk about that. What, right. what was the concept for it? So it was so I had moved away from Chicago about a year ago. Um and I had been gone I was no about two years ago, because I was gone for about a year. Um and during that time I was just kinda struggling with a lot of things really trying to figure out how what where i was going to go with my life i knew i wanted to do music but i was kind of like torn and i just started to write um and i didn't know that's what it was gonna the the, the album was gonna be called the kid grew up at the time but i just knew it was gonna be a, a more mature album something that really talked about what i was going through really at that point in time mm -hmm. um and so Fast forward maybe about to about a year, maybe six months ago, uh, and I was, you know, working with um, one of my producers um, and we were just, you know, playing some beats. I was like, hey, here's what I'm, I'm kind of uh, we're actually working on another album. And I was like, here's a collection of songs that I really want to put together as an album. I feel like it really fits together very well. And, you know, I think we can really do something great with him on it and he's just like wow i hear the growth from you and he was like man you know your kid iso but man the kid grew up and i was mm. like wow that's that's the name of the project and from there it was just really kind of trying to detail not only my growth as an artist but my growth as a man and how i dealt with issues of maybe depression anxiety losing people that i loved but was able to still come through and say, here, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm standing strong and I'm growing up and, you know, it's only up from here. Wow. The kid grew up, you know, and I think that's, <clears throat> excuse me, 
uh, I think that's, that's a, fitting, a fitting title because I think there's a point in every man's life, in every woman's life, of course, but a point in every person's life where they put away the old, you know, the childish mm-hmm. things and they step into, into manhood. <clears throat> oh, I feel like something's in my throat. But uh, <laughs> let me get some of this. But yeah, you know, I'm, and so I, I'm from listening to some of the songs on the album. I can tell that there is a certain message that you're communicating, a certain level of maturity that you're displaying. Uh, and I'm sure you can see it from knowing your own self personally, knowing the mm. music you were putting up prior and knowing this yeah. album and what the differences are between between the two. Man, so 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 kind of just talk about some of the the tracks on the actual album and what those tracks kind of mean, uh, just so people can start to get a feel. And of course, we absolutely want people to go check out the album. Okay, uh, so I guess the 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 beginning was uh was called Quarantine Views, and so that was one of the f- like maybe two or three songs that I wrote like as we were leading up to actually releasing the project and. Uh, that was like a fresh new song. Maybe a, maybe a couple of days after uh, the video of George Floyd had surfaced, mm. um, and that was that was a, another changer for me. Um, was just like I knew that I needed to really speak about what was going on with mm-hmm. police brutality and 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 uh, you know all the social issues i needed to say something about it in my music it wasn't enough to you know march and it wasn't enough to say you know on on my various uh platforms hey this is this is wrong i'm standing against it i knew that what i had to do was go to the music because that's at at heart what i am an artist and so i remember writing that verse and just being like this is different this is powerful this is what I need to say, and it was, I was so many conflicting emotions, um, and I remember sitting on a bench uh, at a park by my house and just writing that whole song and just saying, like, I have to get this out. I have to get how I'm mm. feeling out right now. So, and, and I feel like a lot of the, the songs on this project are about really just getting out the, the pain and some of the things that I was feeling out into the world through the music. Mm-hmm. Um, another song... Um, and that was actually pr- produced by uh, one of my best friends. Uh, he goes by G Money, G Note. He's a great producer, up and coming in Chicago. Um, and so another one of the people is Andy, and he's an artist. He raps. Um, so it's always my real a real bond as far as producer, artist, and then artist, artist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That that was one. Uh, another song that really stuck out specifically to me was uh, a song "Lost," and I feel like that's where I really um, went into went into a little bit of detail about a friend of mine who uh, who was no longer with us, um, mm. and um, maybe she passed away about three years ago, and um, she actually ended up um, uh, she took her own life. Um, wow. And, uh, it was a really tough time, and I remember I had dropped a little short project right after it, and I remember that when we were talking, and she would always like talk to me about my music and things, 
um she would always be like hey if anything was ever to happen to me like I don't want the first thing you to, to do is release some sad music about how you're feeling, you know? I want mm. you to try to release something more happy that just remembers the times that we had. Um, and so that's, that's you dealing with that in a song and just saying, hey, like, this is a crazy world and I'm lost in it. Um, there's also uh, Help, which is um, produced by uh, one of my, uh, another one of my friends. His name is uh, produced by Dunk. Uh, and that was kind of, you know, hey, sometimes people are not going to be around to help you and you kind of have to help yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like everything is going to be thrown your way. It's going to be difficult. Nothing in life is easy. If it's easy, then it's most likely it's not worth anything. But, you know, if you keep going and pushing forward, you're going to you're going to get to where you want to be. Um, obviously, the kid grew up was just a culmination of really the the song the kid grew up was just kind of a combination of just my uh, living in in Indiana, which is where I had moved to for that year, mm-hmm. and really just saying like, "Hey, I really have to figure out the path I want to walk and walk it, and 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 mm-hmm. set these goals and and figure out what I wanted to do." Um, and another, I think my favorite song on the project is Love and Heartbreak. And um, it was basically saying, like, all love ends in heartbreak. And no matter how it ends, you know, even if you end up marrying your lifetime sweetheart and you both live and you all live together and you never di- get divorced or anything at some point, that person is not going to be around because death is going to be, you know, is going to be the end of us all. Mm. And at that point, you know, love will turn into heartbreak. Um, Mm -hmm. Not saying that you shouldn't love because it's important to love, but at the same time, that that is just how I look at it. Um, And, you know, I felt like that, that song was really, really important to me because uh, I, it came after I had had a conversation with uh, my great grandmother and, um, my uh, grandfather had passed away, has been passed away for for a very long time now. And we were just talking about, you know, she was saying how she missed him and how, um, you know, life after him had been tough. And the only reason why she was, you know, still fighting and still, you know, pushing through was because there were certain things she wanted to see with her grandchildren and mm-hmm. her great grandchildren and things of that nature. But she was just saying, like, I have never felt complete since he's passed away you know it was like half of me is gone and so I wrote that song just kind of um from that conversation and uh I it was I liked it and it was important to me because it was the first time I really kind of had a house indie rock kind of sound on a Mm -hmm. song before so it was definitely a change up of, of of a genre but I just thought it was a really important yeah man wow wow yeah i mean that i love the fact that your music are exactly things that you have experienced in your life and i think those types of you know and it's cool to have you know the booty shaking music excuse me feel like something of course yeah a lot of issues today things in my throat things in my eye but (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean it's cool to have booty shaking music cool to have the club music sometimes but of course i think the music that really connects with people are the types of music that you're talking about now. You know, like, love 
is is a song called love and heartbreak or love ends in heartbreak love and heartbreak love and heartbreak right i mean so mm -hmm. i mean that's 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 wonderful because well i want to say love and heartbreak is wonderful but you know the concept that love uh, ends in heartbreak and that you are communicating that message based upon the conversation that you had with your great grandmother and how she felt in that situation and it's like man like that's real stuff you know mm -hmm. real stuff a lot of times rappers today are talking about things that they don't even own yeah you know what i'm saying you know by the time when the video's over they got to get out the house they got to give the car back the jewelry back the clothes back <laughs> you know and you're talking about things that really truly truly matter while other people out here just putting on a a, a fake persona so man tell yeah. people where they can actually cop your album at so my album is available anywhere you stream music um, it's not on SoundCloud yet. It will be on SoundCloud in another month. Um, but it's on Apple Music, um, Spotify, Tidal, anywhere you, you stream music, you can find it. Um, just search up The Kid Grew Up by Kid Iso. Hey, there you go. Yeah, make sure you check it out. I had the privilege of checking out a couple of tracks. So make sure you go check that album out today. So, man, talk about some of your... Uh challenges man and barriers that you kind of face today as an aspiring young artist in this crazy music industry man and what did you either what did you learn from it or what are you trying to to learn from those types of challenges or barriers um i think the biggest barrier and, and challenge really is just uh finding a way to really get your get my music out there even more um and so obviously there's different avenues you can do that but i feel like that that's been one big challenge um another is just uh especially with this pandemic has been studio space studio time mm -hmm. um trying to trying to get that has been tough but thankfully i've you know been working with uh another a, a great a great engineer uh by the name of dr mindbender um, he's he's a great engineer, and um, so that's pretty much who, who records me anytime I record. Um, but also just kind of you know space to really create more, um, and not have to sometimes be limited by when I can be in the studio, when I have the time, whenever. Mm -hmm. But just having that creative space, um, like whenever I want it, you know, that's my mm -hmm. creative space. Um, so I think that's been the biggest challenge. And, and I think what I've learned from it is that if you're genuine, you know, you'll find more opportunities, more people will want to work with you. More people will want to listen to your music. More people mm -hmm. will say, Hey, I have this opportunity. You're a genuine person. You treat people well, you have a good sound, a good message. I want to work with you. I want to put you in different and in, in better positions. So I think sticking to yourself and being true to yourself you know that's mm. what i've learned throughout all of this yeah you know i would tell anybody man make sure you have your own especially if you're an artist you need to have your own creative tools and space mm -hmm. that you can use because man COVID hit and wow it changed it changed a lot of things and i honestly believe mm -hmm. that it's going to Things are not going to go back the way that we 
think they're going to go back to. I don't think it's ever going to go yeah, back to being normal like we would consider normal to be. So I would tell any artist, man, get... And it doesn't have to be something that is, uh, you know, super expensive. I mean, you can go mm-hmm. out, you can, if you have a Mac, you can get Logic uh, Pro 10 for two ninety nine. Get yourself a, a set of, you know, speakers, a small little MIDI keyboard. You're Boom. good. There you go. Right? You're good. You can sit there and pound out your little beats and FL or Logic. I mean, even get FL, you know, yeah. like if you want to get I FL mean... Studio. <laughs> We were cheap uh, mic. We we made a a whole like uh, as far as producing, we produced a whole album in a, in one of our friends' car, just using yep. the speakers from the from the car. We were in there, you know, cooking up, you know, making making. I feel like you're you're right. You need that creative space, especially mm-hmm. now seeing how how COVID has has impacted us. A creative space is 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 very very important. Very important. Now I don't create as much music as I used to, but I still have my creative mm-hmm. space that I can go around in. I was doing it last night. Go around. You just play around with some stuff, and you never know. You may come up with an idea. It may turn out to be an amazing song, but at least gives you the ability to not have to rely on others in situations where you may not have access to them. Right. And so having, you know, your right. own computer uh, and if, even if it's just a laptop, having a, a little mini keyboard, a set of speakers as maybe a small little interface and uh, a, a doll and a mic that you can record into. Even if the, even if your friend, <clears throat> say an example, your, your, your friends uh, who are producers, even if they just email you the beat, mm-hmm. you still have a you still have a little mic at your you know, your, your, your place where you can just record scratch ideas, right? And you can start right. laying them down. And, you know, a lot of times you, you can, you don't even have to go to the main studio. You can send stuff back and forth and mm-hmm. send it straight to your mix engineer. Engineer can mix it. You can load it up to Lander and they can, you can get it mastered right through Lander. Right. For not like, I think Lander charges like, you know, two ninety nine per track or whatever their prices are. But the, convenience of technology has made it so easy today to do music even in this in these COVID times that we are that we're facing today so yeah yep so yeah i will always encourage any artist producer to get their own creative (laughs) mini creative space yeah it's important it's super important but i also think one of the things you said in there was the fact that it's getting your music out there right Mm -hmm. and so just kind of considering some of the, the the platforms that you can find yourself on. Streaming is huge. I, I mm-hmm. think streaming is going to be the, uh, streaming is the norm. It's going to be what it is until somebody can figure out how to take streaming to whatever next level it needs to, it needs to be. And I, I personally don't know what that is at the moment, but I know a particular guy who I'm waiting to see what he does because this guy is pretty much like, uh, the next Ryan Leslie of the whole music world. I'm waiting to mm. see what he comes out with and how he approaches stuff because his mind is is just he's a genius, and so I'm waiting to see what what he does uh, with that. And so that may be a platform once he kind of you know figures it out that you may want to get involved in. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure that whenever he finishes finishes it up because he's working on it now, I'm going to announce it. 
And so people can start taking advantage of, of what he really is cooking up. And it's going to be a game, game changer, I'm telling you. Yeah. Game changer. Man, so, so what advice would you have for people trying to get into this whole music industry? What would you really tell them that they need to, to know? Uh, I would say, one, stay true to yourself. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to your messes. Um, I think that's number one most important. Um, collab as much as possible. Uh, you want to collab as much as possible. I, I feel like, yes, you need to make your solo tracks, but collabing makes you a better artist. Mm. Uh, and also, don't be, don't stick to one sound. It's okay to, to make different types of music. It's okay to dibble and dabble. Don't keep yourself in a box. Um, because, hey, if you, what if, you know, you make the next best rock song that comes out, but mm. you're a rapper, you know, you, you never know what avenue you could really go into and, and what you, you're good at unless you try it. Um, and also, I would say, um, really have a group of people around you that will give you good advice and also good critiques and won't just be a yes man and say everything that sounds good sounds good. Because I'll mm -hmm. tell you, there's a lot of stuff that you go into the studio and just because it's on the big speakers, you think it sounds good. And you really need some of those people to be like, nah, this is not <laughs> I've A couple of times where I was, like, I was like, yeah, that was hard, wasn't it? And it was like, nah, that, that wasn't the one. You might want to redo that take or redo this or do that. Mm. Um, and also, I would say one last thing is to get people who, who are not necessarily musicians by, by passion to listen to your music and give you critiques. You want to hear what listeners who are not necessarily involved in the music business are going to think mm -hmm. about your music as well. And I think that's very important. And a lot of people just send it to their friends who do music. And that's important too, because they can help you with more technical stuff. But a listener, just a listener of music will be able to give you like how it feels, the feel mm. of it, the sound, you know what I mean? What it makes mm -hmm. them really feel. And I think that's important, very important. Yeah, you'd be surprised how important that is to not have people around you who are yes men to say, oh yeah, that was dope. Yeah, keep it up, buddy. Oh. Yo, that was smart, hey, you killed that. And it could be it's, trash. I'm, honestly, if people do that too much around me, I kinda don't really want them around me when I'm mm -hmm. in the studio. I, I just don't like it because that means like you just you just don't care and and I care and I want it to sound a one I want it to sound perfect mm -hmm. so I, I want people who are in there gonna be like bro I know you can do that better or yeah you might not want to do that at all that's just not it you know and <laughs> and, and you know obviously mm -hmm. you have to of course be your own mind and say okay whatever like even if they don't if if you really really like it then maybe you can drop it. But then sometimes you just really do need those people to be like, hey, yeah, mm -mm, nah, don't do mm -hmm. that one. And, and, it, and it helps. It really does. You know, I, I tell this story, and it's not my story, but I tell this story often of uh, Blackstreet and Teddy Riley and how mm -hmm. uh, Teddy Riley had made the song No Diggity. And, mm -hmm. you know, Blackstreet was a four-member group. And... Teddy was the main producer and Teddy wanted, had made no diggity and he wanted to put it out. And the other members of Blackstreet were like, nah, 
nah, we ain't feeling that. We don't want to put that out. Like, nah, that's not, that's not going to be the one. Now, No Diggity, when it came out, man, instantly, instantly, No Diggity was a smash hit. Even today, mm-hmm. like you can listen to right. No Diggity today and just still jam to it. But imagine, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I, I like what you said is, yes, you need to listen to people who are around you. But sometimes you need to also go with your gut feeling and say, no, you know, this is the one. I may need to do some things to kind of improve it, maybe. But in my heart of hearts, I feel that this is the one. Because imagine if Teddy had listened to the members of Black Street and never put No Diggity out. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, yeah. <sighs> one of the greatest songs of all yes, time. All time, like No song. Diggity. Like, you know, even to the point where they got Dr. Dre on 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 it to to do the the verse. Like, No Diggity was is an amazing song. But I love what you said mm-hmm. about yes, don't have yes men around you. Like, that's the ultimate advice. Don't. You know, I, I have a group of guys that when we create music, uh, you know, it's a plug, I guess. But when we make when we make music, when I make a song, I want to and I'm going to send it out to get some real feedback. I send it to them, mm-hmm. and they'll come back and they'll go, Nah, B. <clears throat> nah, that's not the one. Like, you're still using kitty toys to make beats. Like, nah, that's not. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and and that's what you need. You need people who are going to be crazy honest with you that can give you that that feedback. Yep, no doubt. Yeah. Man, so talk about uh, where people can find you, man. Uh, so on Instagram, it's at the the dot kid dot grew up. Yeah, that's it. Um, on Twitter, it's a uh, kid ISO the God, uh, kid ISO, and then the underscore T H A God, um, and Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Just search up kid ISO, you'll find me. Uh, new album, the kid grew up. Um, so go check that out. Um, yeah, that's where you can yeah. find me. Uh, yeah. And also follow um, my collective. Um, it's called Six to Five Tribe. Um, and it's just six two, it, at six two five tribe on um, on Instagram. Dope six two. Okay, so we didn't even talk about that. So what's that? What's six oh, two yeah. five tribe? So six two five tribe is a, a just a collective of artists uh, and managers, and um, basically we come together just to collab and push, help each other push our our music and also our other media uh, businesses as well. Mm, so okay. uh it's me and um it's uh my my manager esteban and we got a couple other people um in it as well who are affiliated so you know we're just out here trying to you know uh in our community really get some more unity going on and really push uh more people from our circle so yeah hey that's that's what's up that's how you do it see that's why it's important to have people around you that mm-hmm. have the same vision that you have, the same work ethic that you have, and that the goals are, are the same because, you know, you that helps to make the work that you're doing easier. And and, and you can push people forward easier with, with that type of model. Man, kudos to you right. in, in the 625, right? Make sure I, I got to make sure I get 625 that. 625 Tribe, yep. 625 yep. Tribe, yep. So make sure you check and out. Also- now, go ahead, brother. Oh, and also um, on every Thursday, um, we I have a uh, I'm a part of a radio show called Northside Plugged. Um, you can follow us on YouTube at Northside Plugged. 
Um, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Northside Plugged. Every Thursday, we have a, um, about an hour and a half, two hour radio show where we kind of deal with social issues. We deal with sports, culture, uh, music, just everything. Local artists come in and kind of uh, we would interview them. But mm-hmm. due to COVID, we we haven't been able to do that. But we will so sometime soon we get getting back to interviewing artists and everything like that. But Northside Plugged Radio Show. Hey, there you go. So I mean, you can see that Kid ISO is involved in a whole bunch of stuff, not just from a artist perspective, but also from a media perspective as well. So mm-hmm. kudos to Kid ISO, man. Um, man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today, and just to getting to Thank know you. you you know what I'm saying? Like, I think our interactions came through, uh, you know, Instagram and We Create Music TV. And uh, I'm just excited to see what the future holds for you, brother, and, and how you're going to take off. Because your vision and your mentality, and I think that's one of the most important things, your mentality is in the right, in the right direction. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. And thank you for having me on. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure. I appreciate you being being here. Is there any last things that you want to say to to our audience before we end today? Uh, just like I said before, stay true to yourself. That's the truest religion. Yeah, stay true That's to yourself. It. Yep, man. So, Kid Iso, once again, it's a pleasure. Greatly appreciate you being Thank here. You. So, so stick around Thank for you a moment. For me. Yep, stick around okay. for a moment. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of We Create Music TV and getting to know our guest, Kid Iso. Make sure you go check him out on Instagram at the.kid.grew.up and you can check all his music on all streaming platforms. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. You can always catch us every Monday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can catch our interview series. And of course, you can catch all the rest of our content on our website, wecreatemusic.tv. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Greatly appreciate you. And we are out, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.